This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today on The Public Speaker, we'll talk about how to influence when you have no authority. If you've ever joined a group as a volunteer, been a part of a club or an organization, and you're trying to influence the other people in the group, you've got this great idea that's bursting from you, but you don't know how to present it because you're afraid you're going to ruffle some feathers. Influence when you don't have any formal power is hard, but not impossible. And that's what we'll talk about today, how to influence when you have no authority. When you think about it, there's really no doubt about it. Influence trumps formal power. Strong persuasion and influence skills are critical to both your success professionally and personally. You need that ability to sway the undecided, to convert opponents. You need the ability to authentically bring others to your way of thinking without force and without coercion. Strong influence and persuasion skills are how you advance and achieve your goals. It's why I created Influence. Maximize Your Impact, a video course that explains evidence-based research and provides practical strategies to gain commitment and foster collaboration both at work and at home. And for public speaker listeners, you can get it at the special introductory price. Go to lisabmarshall.com forward slash influence. That's lisabmarshall.com forward slash influence. I love it because we're talking about influence today. Exactly. We're talking about this topic. Okay, so here is the email that I received from Jerome, the listener. He wrote, Lisa, I'm an industrial engineering student. I recently volunteered for a student club whose goal is to build a greenhouse on the roof of the university. Another new member and I are trying to implement into the club some new ways of doing things because mastering processes is our specialty, and we have some serious inefficiencies. For instance, right now, they're using Facebook to communicate and to distribute tasks, but building a greenhouse on the roof of a university is just too large of a project for this inefficient method. Here's the problem. How do I say to the president of the club that we have to do things better than the old tool we're using without being rejected because we are the new guys? Continue your podcasts. They're great. Jerome. Well, thanks, Jerome, for your question. Influence when you don't have any formal power at work is difficult. Influencing when you're the new guy is also very difficult. Influencing a group of volunteers when you're not the leader is even more difficult. This is, in my opinion, the trifecta of influence difficulty. But it's not impossible. When you look at the research on influence, there's one researcher that comes to mind, Robert Cialdini. He is an internationally renowned expert of influence and persuasion who traveled around the world to see how people exert and react to various forms of persuasion. Cialtini wrote the very famous book, Influence, and through his studies, he identified six primary what he called weapons of influence, reciprocity, commitment and consistency, social proof, authority, liking, and scarcity. I prefer to call them tools, but the ideas and the principles are the same. So let's look at some of these tools specifically in terms of your question. I'd like to start with the tool that I believe is the best place to start in your situation, and that's liking. Dr. Cialdini says, people prefer to say yes to individuals they know and like. And this is such an important concept for exerting influence, especially when you're talking about working within a volunteer organization. Your goal should be to become more likable. 
That is to say, don't try to convince with logic or knowledge, particularly at first. A growing body of research suggests that beginning with warmth, not strength or competence, so beginning with warmth allows trust to develop, which facilitates an exchange and an acceptance of ideas. Without a strong foundation of trust, you run the risk of eliciting envy, an emotion involving both respect and resentment. It cuts both ways. If people like you first, they'll be more open to your ideas and ready to hear your messages. Again, at first, it's much more important to be likable. Even a few small nonverbal behaviors, such as a nod or a smile or even leaning forward or a light touch to the forearm, can show someone that you're happy to be in their company and that you're listening, really listening. And in addition, if you look at the research, we know that we like people who are similar to us, who compliment us, or who cooperate with us. So if you want people to go along with you, to connect with you, and ultimately to be persuaded by you, then it's important to discover genuine similarities with the other volunteers, to give sincere compliments, and to remind others of your mutually shared goals, that is, to build the best greenhouse and to support the school. One word of caution, don't fabricate similarities. Your goal, through shared activities and conversations, your goal is to find genuine similarities and highlight the positive attributes that you value in the other volunteers. When you begin to like your fellow volunteers and feel more connected, they will naturally like you more and thus be more apt to be persuaded by you. Be friendly, courteous, respectful, and charming. In short, be likable. I want to add one other word of caution. Research suggests that you will likely feel compelled to demonstrate your competence, to demonstrate your strength, and in your case, by first presenting your innovative ideas. But that's a mistake. It's really important to remember that we look for evidence of trustworthiness first. The first thing we look for and judge in others is how much we like and trust them, not how competent they are. However, that doesn't mean that you don't eventually express your competence. When it comes to influence, it's when you combine warmth and strength together that you get the best results. Another aspect to consider is commitment and consistency. The research shows that individuals will often follow through with an action even after the original motivation has been taken away. When people resolve to do something, they have a tendency to want to see it through so that they appear consistent. So once you get people to agree to a concept, an idea, or an action, they'll likely stick with it until the end. So one option for you to consider is to suggest a trial period, a trial period for that new project management software. This not only makes your idea a little more digestible, it also sets up circumstances in which you've already gotten them to agree in principle. And once they're on board, even if only temporarily, they'll be more inclined to continue using the tool when you eventually ask to make it permanent. Another tool to consider is social proof. Humans are social animals, and we have a basic psychological desire to be like everyone else. And as a result, we often find ourselves doing the same things we see other people doing in order to fulfill our need to fit in. In your case, you might show how another university or another group on campus is using a more sophisticated system for their project management, for their communication of tasks. And you might even reference a teacher who strongly suggests a tool like this. 
Of course, you could also show them online reviews of products that might fit the bill. The idea is to leverage this need to be like everyone else by sharing with the volunteers how everyone else is not using Facebook and instead using a tool that you're suggesting. Let's look at one last tool, scarcity. Research shows that people are motivated by loss aversion. That's to say they want to avoid losing at all costs. So when you're attempting to persuade the team that they need to upgrade to a better project management system, it's important to tell them what's at stake if they don't go along with your suggestions. This should be done gently with a caring attitude and an eye toward your shared goals. Remember, you want to be as friendly and as non-threatening as possible. You might say something like, if we don't upgrade to our system of communication, we run the risk of not completing the project on time, of overspending what little budget we have, and of losing credibility with the university. If you can find stories of other students who made a similar mistake and suffered consequences, all the better. Jerome, I strongly recommend you watch my new online course on persuasion called Influence, Maximize Your Impact. It's an hour-long course, and I break down the concepts and techniques into very short, digestible chunks. I also cover all six of Cialdini's weapons of influence in much more detail. And more importantly, I explain how to apply them. And I think you or anyone interested in becoming more influential will find the video extremely helpful. And in fact, as my gift for sending in the question, I've sent you free access to the course. Let me know how it goes. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence. And as always, your success is my business. If you'd like to learn more about influence strategies, learning how to gain commitment and foster collaboration, I encourage you to register for my new video course. For public speaker listeners, there's an introductory price. You can go to lisabmarshall.com forward slash influence. That's lisabmarshall.com forward slash influence. If you recently found the show via Stitcher, I want to say thanks for joining us and thanks for continuing to listen. To show my appreciation, I decided to offer a discount on the video course. So for those that are new from Stitcher and for those that are my old friends that have been listening for quite a while, if you go to lisabmarshall.com forward slash influence and use the coupon code Stitcher, I'll give you 25% off the introductory price. Now that's a deal. That's 25% off by using the coupon code STITCHER. This is Ed Hughes. If you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview. I also want to encourage you to become a Lisa B. VIP by visiting lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. Finally, you can learn more about Lisa's keynotes and workshops at lisabmarshall.com or if you have a question for Lisa, send it to publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>